Well, if you joined us last week, then you know what our goals were for last year and if we met them. But now it's time to do the inevitable. We are going to set our goals for the year of 2022. Can you believe it's already 2022? Right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening where we learn to grow and grow for change. Would it be bad if I didn't have any goals? I'm just going goalless this year. No, I wouldn't say that it would be bad. I think it would be for myself. Yeah, I'm I think a goal-oriented really, individual. It's really good if you do have goals, but I wouldn't say that it's bad if you don't. No, I'm not talking about everybody else. I'm just talking about me. I know. That's why I said you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for being no my friend. No problem. So, everybody, we have a new year, new Batavia. Mm-hmm. She's here. So, everybody, bow down. The queen has entered the building. She is a new Batavia. <laughs> I want to take bets, though, how long it's going to last. Yeah, there's an expiration date. <laughs> Best Buy <laughs> <There> date. <laughs> I remember last year when it hit me, I was like, oh, new Batavia is gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like old Batavia, though, so... They're both pretty um, cool, but yeah, definitely, cool. definitely different. Different, yeah, yeah. I um, I gotta admit though, I don't know if I'm having problems coming up with goals. I think I'm having problems, uh, narrowing my goals. How's that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think so. That, uh, so a part of the like, what do they call them? Smart goals. Far too many corporate. Uh, training sessions that I've gone through and performance evaluations, like uh, you get to really set them as attainable goals. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I'm whimsical now. So it's kind of like, oh, I'm interested in doing this and doing that. And it's been hard because I've kind of separated my garden plan from the goals, like the, like the time I'm spending coming up with my goals versus designing my plan. And they kind of are connected. Um, at least in my mind they are. So I struggled a bit as well. Yeah. I, um, I, I want to, I, I don't want to be as broad this year. I want to mm-hmm. continue to niche down because, you know, the other, the ones from last year are, are fresh on my mind. I'm okay. No uh, one was injured. Tavia just disappeared. So <laughs> I just make sure the aliens sucked her up. But, you know, there's one thing I do have to say as a PSA. In the year of our Lord, 2022, there is one word that is used way too much. And that's smart. Everything is smart goals, smart homes, smart phones, smart, 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 smart. So I'm ready for the dummy to come back. Is that going to (laughs) come back in style? Um, some somehow, some way, I believe it's never going out of style. Maybe just not talked about as much, but it still exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Okay. No, but you're you're basically saying you wanted to kind of fine tune things versus being like as broad as maybe you were and I was last year. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's good. You know, if you make a statement or you make a goal. Okay, so. 
let's just not even go garden. Let's talk about like my resolution was to eat with chopsticks, mm-hmm. right? So if we were to do an episode and come back and talk about that, you would say, did you eat with chopsticks? Well, yeah. I mean, I stabbed food and ate it, you know, but to like define it a little bit better mm-hmm, and narrow it mm-hmm. down, I think would be, you know, yes, I ate proficiently with them and did this, such and the other. I think that's important, you know, in this step of the game for me. Yeah. I don't care what you do. Okay. You can be as broad as you want. But I do know if I'm broad, that means there's less room for failure. So I do know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, without further ado, Batavia, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I think I went first with uh, last week's episode. So, you have at it, buddy. Okay. We'll throw, we'll, we'll throw chival- chivalry out the window mm-hmm. today. So, my first one is I want to grow different proteins in my garden. Like multiple? So, I... Multiple types, you know, varieties. I mean, you know, it's not like I'm going to go out there and grow a cow or something, but... <laughs> Um, I did black eyed peas last year mm-hmm. and so I'm planning to expand on that and then also add in black beans mm-hmm. and, um, edamame. So you remember how I said, I'm not growing bush beans anymore. I'm done with them. Yep, I do. Well, I was reading about, uh, growing edamame and apparently they grow like bush beans, which is great. But you generally harvest a whole plant at once. Mm-hmm. So that seemed that would defeat, you know, my argument with growing bush beans. And it adds more diversity to my garden as well. Because if we go back to our challenge, that was the big thing yeah. was, you know, I, I wanted more diversity within my garden. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I would think that um, black beans and Black eyed peas. Hmm, now that mm-hmm. I say it out loud, or maybe cow not. peas, hmm, or cow peas, or cow peas. Yeah. Now that I say it out loud, it kind of makes me think maybe not so much. I was going to say it seems like that growing experience would be similar, but I think that edamame would be you know, a bit different. You know the shelf life well, on you, those. On what? Because you you harvest those fresh for edamame, right? Yeah, yeah. You you harvest yeah. them fresh, and then well, we would freeze them. Well, is okay. what we would end up doing. Yeah. Um. We, we, we regularly buy them at the store frozen. Mm-hmm. But you say that about black eyed peas, but again, it's just adding diversity. That's really the big thing. You no, know? I'm not challenging you saying that you've grown, you know, black eyed peas or cow peas. And, and in turn, why would you grow black beans? I'm just wondering, like, you know, are you going to be able to gain from your experience from 2021 from growing black eyed peas slash cow peas? So that's why I was asking. Yeah, I, I I think that's a that's a good question to ask though mm-hmm. because I don't know. See, here's my problem: Do I go all in? Like this year, I'm going to go all in on black eyed peas, but do I do the same for black beans? Even though I'm pretty sure they grow the same, but I don't know. Or should I be cautious? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a good question, and it's um, it's something that I've been mulling over as well when it comes to quantity. Right, you know, so I forgot one too. Peanuts. I'm gonna grow peanuts. Mm, Okay, yeah. I was waiting to hear about peanuts because we had talked about it a little bit last year. So I was waiting to hear about peanuts. But New Year, new me, no pressure. Protein. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So (laughs) and to be exact, they're gonna be the the variety I got was Virginia Carlisle peanut. Mm -hmm. That's what I got. Okay. 
So, so wait, we'll see. So you I've, buy them as like, what are you? I bought them as seed. Okay. So the so peanut it's a lot is the like, actual seed, yeah? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, correct. So it's interesting. Like I bought black eyed peas last year. I grew them and now I have, you know, a pound and a half of of seed mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially you know we eat the seed yeah, yeah. so it's, it's going to be the same thing with the peanuts like you buy them once and you just save a couple peanuts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i was reading about them though i did not know that peanuts were so interesting okay are you gonna leave us hanging do you know how the, do you know how peanuts grow like how you get the actual peanut um aren't they more like root like don't they kind of emerge from oh my dear that's what i thought mm-hmm. So what happens is the flower comes up and then the flower drills into the ground and then it forms the peanut. Oh, okay. How awesome is that? Yeah. So I'm I'm super interested to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, keep an eye out for pests. I think I've what seen kind of some folks talk about um like burrowing uh creatures eating up their peanuts. I can't remember where, but just a note. Like like mammals or insects? Mammals. Oh, I got a cat. We're good. <laughs> okay. She's a terrible hunter. <laughs> All right. So that's that's you can clock that one in, Leonard, as one of my uh, my first one for the year. Yeah, that, I mean that's a pretty huge one. That's not on my that's is not on my list as a goal. It doesn't mean that it won't come up in my garden, but that's not something that I've noted as a. Um, goal for 2022. So my first goal, and this one was easy because it came to me in a dream. No, um, so really? it's it's about vertical gardening. So I have 800 beds, right? We know I have a lot of garden, individual garden beds, different shapes, different sizes in the front yard and the backyard. And for a long time, I looked at to increase your garden space, you needed to increase your garden space, you know, left to right, you know, side to side, um, create more yeah. garden beds and things. And then some years back, I got into vertical gardening. Um, and based on my setup, um, it's not like every garden, it isn't garden bed, isn't easy for me to like create some structure to grow vertically. But that was the aha moment that actually came to me one morning. Like, you don't necessarily need a whole structure. Today I have, I call it three different structures that I have intentionally set up to grow vertically. Um, So one is wire sitting on around a, like, I don't know, um, two feet bed or something. No, no, that's not two feet by maybe seven or eight feet. So it's pretty small. And then the other are the, cattle panels and there are two of them that are lined up and so I for the last two years since 2019 I've been like all right I got to focus on what I could get in those spaces right you know and feeling limited so now I'm transitioning to right the reality is you can make any space a vertical growing space right you know so I'm doing things like you know um like bamboo uh, poles, as an example. Um, so I'm going to be using kind of that TP method. Yep. So I'm going to do those kinds of things. And it's interesting because I'm thinking about it more for like spring, a little bit for summer, right? But more my focus on what I'm doing differently this year and the goal would be to make sure that at least with those two seasons, spring and summer, I'm growing things vertically and beyond those three type of trellises I already have. So... 
So you're adding in more vertical space. Now, the question I have is what what are you going to have go vertical? Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, and there's a reason why I'm asking that. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a good question. <laughs> so in addition to <laughs> cucumbers, and these are things I've grown vertically before. In addition to cucumbers, uh, beans, melons, question mark. Right. Um, I have tried to grow in a pitiful attempt at peas vertically, um, but I'm going to give that another go this spring. Um, and then I am I'm going to see what happens with some squash. It takes a little bit of pruning to kind of grow it vertically, but I'm interested in what that looks like. Um, and so far, that's all I got. OK, so that's why I asked, because. You know, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trellis, eight trellises in my garden, technically. Mm-hmm. You know, if you count each side of the cattle panel as a tr- separate trellis. And I always grow on their, you know, your typical trellising plants that climb. Always you know, like they're supposed like, to be. Like the cattle like panels you put year. up last year, always? I'm just teasing with you. I know you've well, had trellises other, before that. All the other trellises, mm-hmm. you know, I... um. You know, beans, peas, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I thought about, and we talked about this maybe in the last episode or maybe it was after, I don't remember. But you had told me about your tomatoes you put on there, mm-hmm. on your cattle panel. And so I, and I've been debating about that this year because I'm currently, as of this recording, in my fifth iteration of this year's <laughs> um, garden plan. So I usually go through about 10 or maybe even 20. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gets to be a running joke. <laughs> but I, I don't know. You know, like you said, the squash, you have to do quite a bit of pruning. And I know the melons, you have to, like, support them. And I don't know if I want to put the effort into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. That's So, um, so I, I think that, so the comments that I made around the tomatoes, I had two different tomato plants on a trellis this year. Uh, the Cherokee Purple, which, although I'm going to give it another try, I should say, I had two different tomatoes on um, trellises in 2021. And I'm probably going to give Cherokee to, um, purple tomato another try because it was a really good tasting tomato, although it really wasn't prolific. And that plant was pretty small. So it basically kind of just grew up. And I really wouldn't even say it really grew on the trellis, right? But the green zebra, which was on the other side of the trellis, and I'm only counting the I'm counting the whole trellis when it, when it comes to, I have three of them, but on the other side of the trellis was a green zebra tomato. And by the time we got to fall, like I still had tomato plants in the ground, like in October, by the time we got there, my two cattle panels, what is that? They go like, what is it? What's the measurement? 40 inches across or something. Um, I, For a uh, 48 inches across. Yeah. So I basically have two, cattle panels next to each other i'm gonna call it 10 feet uh so 10 Uh feet across it had almost taken up the entire space across that trellis not up right so it not it's not even fully taking advantage of like the curve in the the trellis right it's just growing along it and it shadowed out a whole bunch of other things so i mean that's a pretty prolific tomato plant i've grown it for a number of years so that's been my experience of the green zebra and what i was sharing with you and this was i think after we um were recording the other day was it doesn't give me the best use of that space Right. So if I were pruning that tomato plant, I probably would have got a better use of that space. But I'm not sure if I'm ready to commit to that yet. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But part of the reason why I want to come off of my structured trellises, and when I say come off of it, I'll still use them for vertical growing. I want to be able to grow things vertically um, that are going to be kind of quick turns, you know, like it's not going to be planted, you know, in May and like tomatoes and then be in my garden all through October. If I have for cucumbers, which don't go the full season for me for cucumbers. If I have trouble with cucumbers, I want to be able to pull that up and out without interrupting other things because my trellises are connected obviously to some beds and it's a bit difficult to pull out some of the things when they go bad, if there's disease or whatever. So I want to expand beyond that things like melons. It's going to be on the structured trellis just because of the, how wide they spread and the weight, you know, but there's some other things like I mentioned that I feel like I can grow up. Versus, you know, yeah, I almost feel like as far as melons go, you almost have to put them on some kind of trellis if you have a small garden. Mm -hmm. Like I just because they they get I mean, my watermelon vines, they got 20, 25 feet long this year. So and I mean, you know, supporting a melon. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So um, look, let's do this before we come back and give you my next one, which is an unfortunate one. We are going to go take this break, and then we'll be right back, and we will continue our our uh, our lists. Okay, I was going to call good. it a speech, but it's not a speech. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck. Okay. So we've got proteins. We've got vertical gardening. And now we are going to have the continuation of last year for me. Mm-hmm. My goal is to get my wild garden in order, get it straight. Mm-hmm. So I have had, I'm in my, I want to say now this is my, this will be my third year in it. And I've cleared the land. I've amended the soil four times. I've tested it. I've bought amendments to correct what's what was wrong with it okay so that's a key to correct not just fertilizing and stuff like that and it's very it's so hit or miss of what what'll come out of it so it's like i might get i might get you know what one year i had two okras did great the next year this year none of my okras grew you know one year i got a 50 pound watermelon and a bunch of other watermelons the next year i got nothing mm-hmm. so i think it's time for me to just bite the bullet and make the change and i recently uploaded a video onto youtube and i'm going to i'm going to document the whole series of me doing this because i have serious issues in my head about it why are you smirking i'm i'm cuz i'm crazy no i'm I'm intrigued so, about <laughs> where you're yeah. heading. So if you've watched the video, you'll know. But if not, it's fine. Um, you can see it at Backyard Gardens TV on YouTube. Um, my beds are... I have two beds. They're each eight by seven feet. So that's 56 square feet. We're not going to get into cubic feet right now. So 
um, 56 square feet and I can't fit my four by eight beds that I normally do in there mm-hmm. because that's what all of my beds are. They're all four by eight mm-hmm. and I have to cut them down. So what is effectively going to happen is I'm losing growing space. Okay. You follow? I'm with you. So far. Yeah. So if you think about it like this, you know, when you buy a house, you pay per square foot. Well, if I think, I look at my garden the same way, you know, every square foot is valuable. I mean, we know that within a square foot, you can put, you know, 16 carrots, you can put, you know, one or four lettuce, heads of lettuce or something like that. So if you go through and you say, okay, I'm going to have, I think I'm going to make three by eight beds, four of them total. And so each side will have two three by eight beds. That's 48. So then that means I'm losing nine square feet, which doesn't seem like a lot when you say it, but when you think about it in in terms of growing stuff, it can be a lot. So, you know, it just kind of ekes me out a little bit because I'm like, oh, I'm giving up valuable space. But at the same time, like it's not been very productive. So yeah. Yeah. In the long run, I'm going to be happy. Long story short. Yeah. So it's not as if you've had uh, full production in that space this year and then now you're cutting back going into 2022. You know, like that's not what's happened. Right. No, that's not what's happening at all. And I mean, honestly, like I can amend the soil for years and years and it might get there. But this fall, I noticed that when I planted, I think it was my broccoli, I really noticed like it started to wilt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is it all wilting? And so I went over and it's the the soil is so sandy where we are. You know, I did something one time and somebody's, I had to have a name for my garden. And so I didn't, I'm like, I don't have a name for my garden. So I, I quickly called it Sandy Bottom Farm <laughs> because it's just, you know, everything mm-hmm. is sand mm-hmm. here. So, you know, building the raised bed will allow me to eliminate all those issues because I will know exactly what those plants are growing in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then plus I don't have to mess with like, okay, let me put a little bit of lime in it. Let me do a little bit of this. Let me get this and that, you know, cause you can quickly go crazy adding all these different nutrients into soil. But we saw how last year that goal really paid off. Mm-hmm. So For hopefully year. we'll have this, yeah, from other garden. Yeah. Okay. My other section. Let me rephrase it. Now, it will still be a wild garden. I will be putting my peanuts over there for sure. Because after I saw how they grow, yeah, they got to go in a wild garden. <laughs> so, it'll be perfect. But yeah, that's going to be... Uh, that's that's a big goal for this year. Okay. Well, I am all about structure. Adding some structure to the garden. So, I can dig it. Um, Are you? Yeah. Of course I am. I like boxes oh, and, and I might add another and, cattle panel too. And circles and all of that. Oh, circles. You know, it's funny. When you were talking about vertical gardening, uh-huh. I was thinking that maybe you just I could just put in like a bed with like that just for trellises only. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've never I've never done that, never thought about it, but I don't I mean I, I think I'm that's not that's an option. I'm not picking up on how that's like when you're you're talking about these beds, you already have in mind whether or not you're going to put a trellis in it or not, right? I'm not putting a trellis in the four beds I'm adding. Okay, okay. But I'm saying like if I had like another space, and I was like, hmm, what can I put there? Like easily, you could just make like a small. Yeah. 
I mean, dude, you you know, two by two bed, fill it up with a couple bags of dirt, throw a trellis on it, and then that's all it could be used for. I think that would be a good use of space. Yeah, there. Um, I haven't done it yet, but it's coming. Um, <laughs> I have the front. So the front yard. I keep on forgetting to measure it. At some point, I measured it, but I don't remember the measurements. Maybe it's about six feet of space across between bed number two and bed number three. So those are the longer beds in the front yard. They measure it mm-hmm. 10 feet long. That's where the cattle panels are um, are connected to. And so I have, you know, it's an odd kind of bend for the cattle panels. Um, and I have been looking into, and I came across someone on Instagram had this pretty cool setup where they were using some of the space higher up on the cattle panel, like with some, um, what do you call the things like, um, that you you have on your roofs and your garages and everything that the water drains down. What are those called? Gutters? A gutter. So they were using gutters as a part of like their garden and growing small things inside of it. But anywho, um, it reminded me that I've really been trying to figure out how to best use the space that is inside of kind of that walkway under the trellis. And also considering at some point, if I'm successful with what I'm growing on the trellis, it's going to be kind of shady. So I've had a bunch of ideas bouncing around Um, the way that the kind of arch is formed. It's not a full clearance of like, you know, six feet tall or whatever. Long and short of it, I have I bought two landscape timbers, which I use in a few different places in my garden. They measure out at like eight feet. And I'm going to Mm -hmm. dig up at least one, maybe both sides of the insides of the bed. How should I say this? So um, under the Mm -hmm. trellis, in between the beds, the trellis is connected to, there's the walkway. And so what I'm going to do is come out probably about a foot on each side and have a very narrow bed that allows me to plant things, right? It's probably gonna be primarily focused on spring and fall growing because in the summer, there's gonna be probably too much shade to grow a bunch of things. Um, But it's to your point, um, it's a small space. It may or may not, depending on what I grow there, I may or may not be able to also benefit from that same trellis that the bed is connected to. Um, I think it's just a, a way to kind of maximize the space. So anyway, I'm with you with yeah. the narrow beds, especially if you're maximizing up. spaces is a very it seems to be an overarching topic that mm-hmm. we have here. Absolutely. All right. Interesting, isn't it? Well, I mean, there's a little <laughs> bit of rubbing off on each other that happens. All right. So yeah. my next one is it's a larger goal, but easier to accomplish Although a piece of this didn't quite happen last year, but here we are. So it's, if there's a title, food preservation, coming to a theater near you, right? <laughs> so to make this measurable, if you will, again, back to my performance appraisals, I'm going to look at this and each of the tenets of food preservation, I'm going to do at least once throughout this season. So I'm going to cure some vegetable, right? I'm going to harvest and freeze some vegetable. I am going to harvest and water bath can. I'm going to say this next one real fast. Harvest and pressure can. (laughs) I am going to ferment and I am going to dehydrate. So I've done all of those over the years. 
like in some and more cases, water bath canning and and probably after that freezing is the most popular for me. The only one I haven't done would be obviously the pressure canning, which we talked about. Spoiler when it comes to 2021 goals. Um, But my intention is to continue to build my experience in those areas. And the only way to do that is to continue to do it. So I don't I won't proclaim that I'll be an expert if I achieve this goal this year, but I'll be steps closer to what my overarching goal is when it comes to the time and the space and the the resources I spend in the garden. So that is it. I am excited about it. I feel like I'm going into it this year. This is me convincing myself with a more clear um, and defined and and probably all encompassing uh, idea around this goal. So that's it. So what are you going to ferment? La- a couple of years ago, I did a um, jalapeno pepper sauce. So I haven't figured out if it's going to be that again. I didn't do it in 2021, and I wish I had. My jalapenos were kind of iffy last year. Um, yeah. So that is going to be my default, if nothing else. And fermenting, yeah, is, I'm I, sure um, I'm a bit nervous about, as many people are. Yeah, it's weird, but I've done, we've done, um, and the only reason why we grow cabbage is so we can make our own sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. So not only do we ferment it, but then we turn around and pressure can it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we kind of um, kill a lot of the probiotics that grow within it. That's, you know, but at the same time, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But those pickle, that Clausen pickle recipe I gave you. Mm-hmm. I believe that's a fermenting recipe, yep, too. It is. I haven't tried so, that yeah. one yet, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we did, um, we've done some firm and we do, uh, we actually make sourdough in our house and that's fermenting, uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. So, so as an aside, those are it, all different options you can do. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should have a whole different episode of what not to do. Um, and I'm just not going to stress or sweat like cucumbers this year. Like, I feel like I put just way too much energy into those bastards. <laughs> That's because they're delicious, though. I mean, I really enjoy them so much so where I paid a ridiculous amount of money for them during the off season. Um, but it's one of those weird things where you only you can only slice a cucumber so many ways. Right. Um, so you can. I'm that, not, that's true. I'm not saying I'm not growing them, but I'm not going to trip like they're, they'll do well yeah. or they won't. Right. Well, I don't know. want you up here, up in here tripping now. Yeah. We gotta, I mean, we gotta keep it real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As the young kids, yeah. Say. I'm going to. I mean, I'm. I've got my um, my Boston pickling cucumber seeds again. I'm, I'm done with national pickling mm-hmm. two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So we're going to uh, we're going to continue that. I think. Never mind. I don't want to say it okay. because it might take away from my next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you. You want me to go? Yeah. I'm gonna grow more. Okay. Let that ring in for a minute. I'm going to grow more. Okay. What that means is instead of growing a hundred different types of things, I'm going to grow more with the intention of what I'm going to do with it, how I'm going to use it and how to put it back for the year, which meaning preserving. So I'm growing, you know, instead of having, three tomato plants i'm going to go ahead and say i'm going to do five because i can do you know as i revealed last time i like the tomato pie we make salsa with it now that i got my canning recipe for salsa we do um 
tomato, whole tomatoes and spaghetti sauce. We have all these different mm-hmm. ways now. And what ends up happening is we grow them, we pick them, we, you know, we'll eat some of them, we can some of them, but then we never have enough to can what we want for everything. So we're always like picking and choosing and it's a real letdown. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so now, especially because if I do redo the wild garden and it goes in the correct form, we're going to have a lot more stuff coming out of the garden. Mm-hmm. But I, some like last year when I was making my garden plan, I was having issues filling in spaces. So I just blop, plop, 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 just start plopping stuff in. And I don't want to do that. I want to be more intentional about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I want to be more focused. And, you know, I think what it'll lead to is a much more productive garden overall. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. I it's going to be hard, though. I, I think it's going to be one of the hardest things I've done yet. So I feel like it is what I've experienced. You're doing what I've experienced over the last two years, two to three garden seasons. Um, and the benefit that you have is you already have such a depth of experience when it comes to f- preserving food. So you're ahead of that game. Um, mm-hmm. I have... I've been thinking so much about kind of the direction I want to have my garden head in. And remember, like I garden for like, like what, 10 or 11 years, maybe freezing some okra. That's the only thing I ever did when it came to food preservation. I either ate it fresh or gave it away or, you know, in some instances ended up throwing some things out. Right. So to go from that to I can't call a percentage because I'm terrible of that. But maybe upwards of 50% of food being preserved, like that's a significant change, right? Um, And I would say for sure doubling, if not more, the amount of food I'm growing in this last handful of years. And so that's a huge adjustment. And I didn't give myself enough. I wasn't um, kind enough to myself around that. And more specifically, I wasn't buzzword of the day intentional enough. So I have my next goal, which will tie into that. But, um, you know, I'm always on team more. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want I don't want it to sound like I'm like, I'm going to grow more damn food. And, you know, that's not what I'm talking about necessarily. But it's like, <clears throat> you know, one thing that I've never canned and I want to can is roasted red roasted bell peppers. They don't have to be red. I never get enough to justify making roasted bell peppers Mm -hmm. canned. So instead of saying like last year I was pretty close, but I had some things get a little jacked up. So if I think about it now, I'm like, okay, let me, I have this, let's just use a three by eight beds. I'm going to, instead of putting like one or two here, one or two there, I'm going to just, I'm going to put a line right down the front. Mm -hmm. Nothing but bell peppers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just so I can make sure that I get enough, you know. And it's one of those things, like I posted something last year. I've told this story before, and guess what? I'm going to tell it again. But somebody asked me, like, what are you going to do with all that kohlrabi Mm -hmm. or something? And it's like, well, I'm going to eat the shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or what are you going to do with all those peppers? Like, I'm going to preserve them. That's the whole goal behind this. But then if I grow a little bit more of a certain crop, and we'll just use peppers, then I will also have enough to eat, preserve, and possibly give some away to some people. Yeah. Because yeah. I like you, I didn't give a lot away last year because I was trying to hold on to what I had. Mm-hmm. And by the time, like, I didn't get any jalapenos last year. 
I mean, I got some, don't get me wrong. But then at the end of the year, I got like 60 jalapenos off my plants. So that just tells me that like you can do a lot more if you just put a couple more plants in yep. and be more intentional about where they go. I think that's the key is where they go. Yeah. Yeah. I planted um, hot peppers and sweet peppers in about the same place in 2021 and 2020. And I had a fabulous mm-hmm. year for um, hot peppers in 2020 and a so-so year in 2021. Um, I'm switching that up this year just because I'm switching some things up. Um, but it's one of those weird things. I um, I don't know if I am nimble enough in the middle of the season. So I have this plan of what I want to grow. You know, I have in my mind um, kind of what I'm going to do with it, how I'm going to use the harvest. And then at some point every year, it's going to happen something that you're planting is going to do better than you thought or is not going to do as well as you thought. Like that's going to happen. Yeah. And I don't know if I've been nimble enough to kind of pivot when that happens. And I think I, and so my peppers is a good example. I ended up, I still had plans for what I wanted to do with my peppers. And I, thinking back, I realized, oh, well, this isn't going to be like a bang up pepper year. And so I should have pivoted but I kind of held firm and then it's like, I'm just going to wait and see what I get at the end. And that's just, it's more than anything. It's just, um, it's a time management issue for me that creates a time management issue for me. Um, well, I will tell you that I was the same way about my jalapenos and I, for months I was like, I'm just going to pull them up. mm -hmm. I'm just going to pull them up. And then at the end of the year, I got enough jalapenos at the very, I mean, the day I pulled my plants up, I had enough jalapenos on there to make my four jars of jalapenos for the year. Yeah. So, I mean, where do you want to take that? I don't know. Cause I'm not trying to encourage people, you know, if it's not producing, I do, I'm definitely a proponent of like, get it the hell mm-hmm, out of there. Mm-hmm. But I know by, from experience that peppers take a long yeah. time and every single year, they don't really start producing until it starts to cool off for some reason. I don't know. Cause I know they like hot weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it just takes some time. I don't know what it is, but every year it's just, I mean, I'll definitely get peppers throughout the year, but it's not like a flush of peppers. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So well, it was a big, go no, ahead. No, go. I was just going to say it's, it's, it was a big gamble on my part, but if I wouldn't have done that, like I wouldn't have one of the things that I love to can for myself, you know, so. So just as a, um, an ask for those that are listening, if you have a particular pepper variety that's really prolific, like you can't believe how loaded the plant is, uh, DM us at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, share that with us. Cause I'm curious. Cause my statement's going to be like, more plants like that's the answer when it comes to peppers like I've not seen my way out of it I've not seen anything else I've had maybe a handful of pepper plants over the years that have created more peppers than I could ever have imagined on the single plant but beyond that you're talking about you know only so many are coming on a single plant now I'm not even introducing the idea of pruning topping off you know like so I'm not doing any of those things which could which could they say it, you know, contribute to more peppers. But my method has just been, especially when I started seeds, like just start more pepper plants, plant more pepper plants. Um, and then when it comes to us, once the weather finally gets warm and those peppers 
plants outside started to take off, I am looking at a, a pretty short window. And so the like the number of peppers that are going to be on the plant are only going to go so far before they run out of, of warm weather to actually continue to grow in. Like all the pepper plants I pulled out of the garden last year, they still had all kinds of pepper buds. But again, it's going to be 25 degrees in two weeks, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely of that. Interestingly enough, that mindset, interestingly enough, that was the thing I wanted to pressure can roasted peppers. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm big and I've, I've wanted to for years yeah. and years and I just, and, and let me be f- straight up. Like when I press, when I do finally pressure can them, I don't even want to say pressure can, but when I do my roasted bell peppers or roasted peppers, whatever they are, I'm not going to use big jars. It's going to be the little mm-hmm. like quarter pints or whatever, because mm-hmm. you're not going to open, you know, crack open a giant jar and, you know, go to town on yeah, it. Yeah, it's an excellent. But see, we like, we like pepper jelly in this house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we put it on our cornbread and again, like we get it, but, and that, okay, this is a whole new thing. And this isn't a goal, so I'll just say it. Like when we make the pepper jelly, my wife usually makes like a half a pint, mm-hmm. you know, the middle size jar. I always get them confused, but I think it's a half a pint. And I'm like, we only, it's like a specific use. We need to make smaller multiple jars yeah. so that you have them. And, you know, cause it just sits in the fridge and then you go to crack and you're like, oh shit, I yeah. hope it's good. So you know, there's the, the kind of the snack one, the four ounce one. Then there is the half pint, which is eight ounces. And then there's the pint. So I um, canned, um, Roasted bell peppers, but I water bath canned them and I used, they were in vinegar. So it's a completely different taste, right? Um, Vinegar and oil, if I'm not mistaken, and were enjoyable, but I know what I really wanted was kind of just the straight pepper, you know, the straight roasted pepper. And the only safe way to do that from whatever it is to pressure can it. So that's the reason why I said it that way. But that was absolutely one of those waiting games. But you bring up an excellent point because when I I did like two jars of them a few years, a couple of years back and they were in pint sized jars and you're absolutely right. Like you have to like really focus on, all right, I'm going to eat a bunch of roasted peppers you know, to be able to get through it before, you know, you feel like maybe it isn't so safe to eat anymore after it's been open for a while. And when you go to the store, you don't buy giant jars of roasted bell peppers. So that's something that's really important when you start preserving is look how the shit sold (laughs) tip of the day that is it yep that's absolutely it um people buy it in smaller jars because people consume it in smaller jars and that's why they make them in smaller jars so that's spot on um and the opposite of that is something like when i do um um like pickled jalapenos or something like I finally figured out like the smallest jars are too small because by the time you know you put some on some nachos you've used the full jar but like a you know 32 ounce jar for example is far too many for you know to have a jar open in my house at some point um but anywho yeah I'm with you I'm gonna go to the next one which is for me which is and I teetered on this because it's also a personal goal. Um, I, and it's painful for me to set this as a goal because I've been fighting it like all of my life. <laughs> but I need to create a schedule for um, kind of garden harvest and food prep, like preservation, 
Right. So I have just been like on a whim. All right. Today's going to be the day I'm going to do this. Right. Uh, in the garden. And it gets, ends up getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. So a good example of something that I kind of by default set a schedule for, if I'm doing videos for YouTube, I'll typically film them on like a Saturday and I'll spend some time Saturday editing them and it'll probably come out on that Sunday. You know, chance it could come out the following Sunday, but I have that schedule I've created for myself. Right. And do I want to do some other things sometimes on Saturday mornings? Yeah, but it works out for my schedule. But I don't have anything like that when it comes to managing food. Once I get in into the house for food preparation or pre- uh, preservation, I don't have anything like that when canning. Like I start weeks in advance pulling stuff out and it's like, all right, I'm just when I find some time. And right. I've gotten so close to losing some food. I've tossed, end up tossing some other food out. Um, I just need to be more diligent about that. And I really want to be carefree. Like I'll do it when I feel like it, when the mood strikes. But that's just, right. I'm at this point, and I'm so pleased that this is a problem. I'm producing too much to be carefree like that. Makes sense. I... <sighs> Yeah, I've wanted to do something like that, but with the way harvest are, I just don't see it working for me. You know, as far as like, I'm going to can on Tuesdays mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? It just, I hope you can do it because if you do it, I'll start to do it if I, yeah. but it's hard. And maybe I'll keep that in mind too, because I think that that is a definite, you know, it's a definite help to do it and it'll create that space for you to stay on top of Mm -hmm. it because you and I talk about, you know, we don't want to waste what we Mm do. No. And how many times have you just been like waiting and waiting and then going, you're like, Oh shit, I got to throw this out. Yeah. Or I have to eat it, eat it in a way that I really didn't want to eat it because here we are, you know? Yeah. And my thing too, that I'll do is I'll be like, Oh, I don't want to do it now. I want to sit on the couch and watch TV with my family. Mm-hmm. Dude, my kitchen is attached to the damn living room. Like, <laughs> yeah. just get up and do it. You know what I mean? Because plus, it's good for for David to see me doing mm-hmm. that too. To see mommy doing that, mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that we're not just sitting there doing nothing. Like we're we're actively making food to store. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and he'll probably want to help. Yeah, you know he didn't want he wanted to help with the jalapenos, and I was like, buddy. <laughs> You don't want to get involved in this because every time I get burning somewhere on my body. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, but, you know, he's really starting to show interest and I need to start keeping that in, in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, it's, um, you know, remember when I talked about I like the structure of a garden? Like, I like the idea of for the things I have, like we we have a day that we record the podcast, right? I like that. It makes me feel like, okay. Kind of. Oh, well, yeah. Huh? Well, we have a target day. <laughs> and speaking on the day, that's not the day we normally record. Um, and it's something that I look forward to. Note. It's something that I feel comfortable with. Right. You know, I manage mm-hmm. a, a part of our billing component for my regular nine to five job. And I have there's a day that I do it. Right. You know, and then I'm it's done. I'm moving on to something else. And the part that maybe that's um, giving me pause, not to mention, like, obviously, I am kind of I have to wait until food is ready to be harvested and so on. Um, so I it's not just my decision on what I'm going to do the thing. But it's the comfort level. Like, you know, freezing isn't new to me, but it is work. You know, some of these other things are new to me. And so I'm procrastinating. Right. You know, remember last year was the goal was just do it. Yeah. Um, so now it's the that 
that wasn't effective enough for the year. So now I need to hold myself a little bit more accountable. Um, I'm mad at you. No, no, don't be. You tried to steal my next one. It won't. It won't last for long. There's too much love here. It won't last for long. Go it ahead. Is. I can it see is. it melting off. I of saw you. the twinkle in your eye when you said yeah. that. That's why. Yeah, I saw the it. The anger saw is it. melting <laughs> off of you right now. I can see it. You said that. You got a twinkle in your eye. I'm like, damn it. No, I want to. Um. We we need to have a talk. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. You sitting down? Okay, good. So. You know how you go to plant, you know, sweet potatoes, 100 days, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, carrots, supposedly 72 days, radishes, 25 days. You know what the problem is? I can never effing remember how many days since I planted it. Mm. And <clears throat> I thought I was going back and forth a lot about this and I was going to use a Google calendar and put it all in on my phone. And then I looked at the calendar and I'm like, shit, I got so much stuff on there. It's ridiculous. So then I started thinking, well, what do I do? And I'm like, well, why don't I go old school and get a damn calendar on the wall mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and write, write it down, you know, so you can like visually, like I can walk by and see it. So I think I need to do that this year because as I put things in, in different places and orders, like I always have the intention of remembering and I never do. Yeah. I never, ever yeah. do. And I'm like, how long has this been in here? And it's like, you you want to know, too, because I want to know how long it takes stuff to grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there's stuff's advertised a certain way. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, like I said, carrots, 72 days. Never got one less than 100 days after I grew, mm-hmm. started growing it. So, you know, take it or leave it. That's what it is. And it's just, it's part of that, you know, I, I feel... I hate it, but it's like the organizational thing of your, you know, the new year, you know, I'm going to be more organized this year. I'm going to lose five pounds, you know, all that stuff. Like I need to lose more than five pounds, but that's different. So that's what I'm going to do now. I don't know if I'm going to do this, but I'm thinking about getting the farmer's almanac calendar. Ah, okay. I've seen them. I don't, I don't know much about them. Do you? No. But I'm, they have like a bunch of like gardening stuff on there and whatnot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. As long mm-hmm. as it's not like super mega cluttered, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I will. But I, if it's not super mega cluttered with a bunch of stuff, then I'll get it. But if it is, I'm not going to get it. So, okay. I, you know, most calendars have the moon phase on it. I don't need to know the equinox <laughs> values and all that stuff. Like, I'm not interested. I just made that up, by the way. It sounded official, though. So one question. You're going to use the calendar for your planting dates. But are you going to also add the expected harvest date? Yeah. So what I'll probably... Damn, see? I didn't even think this through yet. I haven't even... Yeah. So what I guess I'll have to do is write down... Maybe what I'll do is I'll write cabbages and then... Yeah, I'll have to go through and then say, pull out cabbages. So I'll have to go to the end of whatever the expected date Mm -hmm. is. You know, and like I said, cabbages, I'm not like some stuff I'm not overly worried about. It's really roots. Yeah. 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 That's the problem because you don't know what the hell's going on under yeah. there. So, and then go ahead. I was just going to say, I know you don't do this and you don't like to do it, but the reason why I still mark a lot of my vegetables because I'm still so new to growing some of these, but it's the, for if I don't know, like for sure, or if it's like my first or second year growing it, I'll put the date I planted the thing. And then I'll also put the number of days 
on that same tag. So if it's parsnips, I'll put, you know, four, four, 2022, and then I'll say 100 days. So I don't, every time I come past it, you know, not every time, but you get it. I come past it. I'll just kind of do a calculation of, okay, that needs to be harvested in X you know, by this time, right? How many days has it been? Like, that's the way yeah. that I manage that. And that is a way, but the only trouble with a calendar, once you, you're in, you know, June, you're not looking back to what you wrote in that calendar in April. You know, if you were to try to do something like like what I'm suggesting, it's easier for me to see yeah. it at the plant level. Yeah, if I did that, honestly, I would just have a bunch of stuff laying around my mm-hmm, garden mm-hmm. because I'm super bad about cleaning that stuff up. Like, a lot of times... I'll, I'll plant stuff and then I'll just like walk away and then I'll go back a month later and be like, oh shit, I forgot to get that six pack of plant, you know, out. I'm like, damn. So I don't know if that'll work. I don't know. I'm, I'm still in the planning phase of that, how it's going to work mm-hmm. and exactly what I need it for. But another thing it, it will be good for is, um, and I'm going to go ahead and just dovetail this in to my next one is I want to do like a second crop of tomatoes. Mm -hmm. So I'll do my first crop and then come like maybe July or something, put it in a whole nother crop and then just see if that'll work. But it'll be nice to have something to write it down on. So then I can come back and say, okay. And if it didn't work fine, like, I mean, I have a gardening notebook, but I don't really want to waste space in there if I don't need to, Mm -hmm. because then if it is successful, then I'll come back. So that's a big thing is like going back through, like in my area, there's a lot of things that we can replant Mm -hmm. that a lot of people cannot. And tomatoes happens to be one of them Mm -hmm. because inevitably, inevitably, we will get a disease and wipe them out. Yeah. You know, so it's good to have that backup. Yeah. If you guys want some backyard gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show. So thank you so much in advance and we hope you enjoy. We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram and we will share it with our listeners. Okay, so my next one, um, and this I think this is four to four now with this one I'm going to give. And I'm okay with stopping here. I do have a fifth if you want to go there. Uh, We'll go to a fifth. Okay, so I'm going to move this one out then. Let the last one be the last one. Uh, So this is more of um, planting for spring. So I'm, I'm dividing my garden plan based on the season, which is pretty natural. But it's more of what am I growing in the spring to enjoy in the spring and summer? Like that's my expectation. Like I don't, I basically am like, once I started preserving food, it's like, you know, I got this food for years now. Right. You know, so, you know, and it kind of weaves, um, kind of ties into the earlier plan when it came to, and this is that personal goal when it comes to kind of getting some structure in my home, when it comes to food, like first in first out. Um, but, I, I want to make sure if I'm growing, if I'm growing and freezing kale in the spring, that my intention is to eat it by before summer's up. Because guess what? I'm going to grow more kale in the fall. Right. You know, so it's not in the, some of these vegetables. It's not about a like having years of a supply. It's about being able to enjoy those vegetables, either fresh or from the preserved, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of um, pot for a longer period of time but not infinity 
right? You know, so yeah. there are things that I'll be growing from summer that I expect to eat fresh during the summer. And I really don't expect them to go much further than at some point in the winter, like except that there's going to be a gap in time for some of these things I'm growing where I won't have it from the garden, if that makes sense. Right. And that yeah. is, that's not, it some, does make sense. that's not something that I've been, um, that's actually, my goal has been the opposite, you know? So my goal is right now it's previously it had been from one season to another. So if I grew tomatoes and I made, you know, tomato sauce and canned it, if I do that in October, I want to have enough to get me through the following October. And while that's, well, I'll come back around to that being a goal. I need to baby step this a bit further. Right. So I, I went, I think maybe too broad. Right. You know, and um, ended up with the intention of doing, growing a lot of a thing, but not necessarily really balancing out how much I really eat that thing. So I'm just making that universe yeah. a little bit smaller for me. Um, as I continue to grow food and preserve food. Well, so I don't know, know how I to categorize growing... that other than like, you know, minimize the window, I guess, of the food that I plan on growing and preserving and eating. That's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. I know that I, you know, I mean, you sit here and listen to me. I talk a lot about when I plan my garden, I plan for preservation a lot of times and stuff like that. But you know, cucumbers, I grow those and I preservation, like making cucumbers and stuff is just like an add on. I grow them for the freshness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, because when they're gone, they're gone. So I get exactly where you're coming from for that. And it's like me with the kale right now. Like I'm trying to enjoy it now because I remember clearly in that challenge that we did in August when I was like, damn, I just wish I had a green to eat. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I had that, like, two leaves of chard that I had, <laughs> which, by the way, I'm adding more chard in. Um, I was like, oh, this is so good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. Um, I, I, I feel you. It's it's taking a step backwards in order to kind of get my bearings. Right. Because I'm still trying to understand how much of things I want to preserve how much of things I really want to eat. Do I want to have two dozen heads of cabbage? Probably not. I've not tried to grow two dozen right. heads, but like that's, this is the part. So if I, I do a little bit of these things, then I think it will, cause I'm going to get through them if it's a smaller supply of them versus it being a lot of the singular thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Well, that's good. I support you in that. Do you want to know my last one? Yeah. So it's about efficiency, mm-hmm. but in a roundabout way. I need to get my shed and my garden organized so I can be more efficient at each task that I do. So there's many times because I don't have anywhere to really hang certain things up or put stuff up. I end up walking around looking for my shears for like 10 minutes or I have to move like five things out of the way to get to my fertilizer to pull it out. And if you add all that time up, it makes a job that quite honestly sucks even worse. So I need to really focus on getting in there 
and I, I don't want to say organizing it, but keeping it maintained mm-hmm. and then having it so things are readily available to me. You know what I mean? So it's really important. And I mean, right now it's not horrible. Like I went in the other day and pulled a couple things. It, it looks like a bomb went off, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. But it just, it could be a lot better. So I need to really take the time. I cleaned it out last winter and then, dude, I was like, oh, this is so nice. I was like sitting in there, just hanging out. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, like as soon as the season started up, that was it. Yeah. You know, and part of the problem was I had, you know, I don't know if you know much about shed. I don't, you don't have a shed, right? No, I used garage. to have one growing up, but. Okay. So, you know, you have the open rafters in the top mm-hmm. and I would take my shovels and stuff and put them up there. But because it was such a bitch, then I just stack them up by the door and so now literally by the door, this is what I have by the entrance into my shed. I have a cast iron skillet, <laughs> two shovels, I have a chainsaw, I have two rakes, a hoe, a pitchfork, uh, another kind of hoe that I acquired, and then some weird looking tool that I acquired. And then I have an empty bag of fertilizer, a, a frisbee, and a ball. <laughs> So I was like, and that's by the front door. Like, how the hell am I supposed to get in there? And like, if I need to go to the other side, of the show, I can't get to yeah. it. So I need to really like get on that. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I overstand. I've been parked on the street for all of 2021. Uh, I just I can I make a little progress in my garage is where I keep most of my things and then like kind of closing out 2020 2021 I mean the amount of leaves bags of leaves that I had I um, there are two ways I take out the trash I either go through the garage or I grow on the go on the side of the garage because I got shit on the side of the garage I basically go through the garage it's like Tetris or something like I'm mm-hmm. bobbing weaving just to get through the garage so I get it I've not put it on um on a list as a goal for me just because I just don't trust myself to do better I mean I'll do better but not long term um I have to though. That's yeah. the thing is like this year, like it got to, it's gotten to the point now towards the end of the year where I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. Here we go. You know what I mean? I'm like looking around for stuff and it just, it makes me so upset. So, and then I send David out there. I'm like, Hey David, go get this out of the shed. And you can hear just crash, bang, daddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, Oh, here we go. So, it's just one of those things and you know we have chicken food that we have to get because mm-hmm. we have to feed the chickens every day so there's like a bucket in there and you know my lovely wife as awesome as she is she leaves all the empty chicken bags in there food bags and they're all empty but I'm like damn it looks like we you know I'm like damn we feed these bitches a lot so <laughs> it's uh, it's just one of those things I think it was November sometime in November like November the 15th or something I have a monthly reminder of where the rock salt is in my garage. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> the note in my calendar says salt is in the blue cooler because I've spent multiple nice. years like rummaging around like where in the fuck is the salt? Like the snow is coming. The ice is coming. <laughs> Ended up going out and buying it only later to when I basically say, all right, do my annual cleanup. It's like, shit. 
I'm notorious yeah. for having multiples of a thing and then not being able to find it. My grandmother used to say, you know, if everything has a place, you'll never lose it a thing right you know you'll always be able to find it yeah i mean this is like for most of my life I, I heard her say that and i still struggle with that so i overstand um and i'm it's true too if everything has a place you will be in a lot better shape absolutely absolutely there's a real quick there's a video that um i was editing um back in the fall and <laughs> i see myself like the camera is like you know in the far and I'm watching myself walk around the bed then I walk back to the bed then I walk back and I know exactly what I'm doing I come back with like you know a garden hoe or something and I'm like I couldn't remember where it was <laughs> yeah so I came back yeah. like empty-handed like I'll just use something else and then I remembered where it was and so I walked away so I definitely overstand all right I'm gonna round us out with the last one for me and this is gonna be a standing goal now spring summer fall i'll have a spring garden a summer garden and a fall garden um i was successful with that just barely in 2021 um and it is something that brought me such great joy um i really 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 was pleased um everything from feeling like the year was like the work, the effort was really spread out. I really got a chance to enjoy the garden and the, the, you know, um, you know, the food from the garden in the fall more so. And without the fall garden, I wouldn't be, have been able to do that. Like, you know, my, my garden normally ends when the frost comes, the summer garden does. And so that's October. So I was able to enjoy the garden itself into December, which is huge for me. Um, so yeah. it also kind of ties into some of the other things that are on my list when it comes to goals and and things I want to do in the garden. So it doesn't have to be huge, a huge blowout for each of those seasons. But again, the word of the day, I want to be intentional about planting spring crops, planting summer crops, planting fall crops. Yeah. No, and I want to say too that I'm proud of you because you really stepped outside of your box this year and started your spring garden a lot earlier a lot earlier. Let me say that again. A lot earlier than you normally do. The level so, of discomfort that brought me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's not easy to change your, your yeah. ways, but you, you did a, a fabulous job with it. I'm proud oh, of thank you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate because it. Because, I mean, you're effectively this year, you enjoyed your garden for an extra three to four mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The normal. Just let that sink in. A quarter of the year longer you gardened. Now, you did have a little bit of issues with it wearing you down, but you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we'll get that. Yeah. It's like I I (laughs) I think a lot of that was the mental part, too. It's like I came out of a. Remember, I don't know how much if you watch basketball. I used to be a really big basketball uh, fan like years and years ago, like, you know, a whole lifetime ago. And I remember um, back in like Shaquille O'Neal's days, like Shaq, every year you could guarantee he'd come back from like the summer you know uh 20 30 pounds heavier than what they wanted him to be kind of out of shape you know out of practice and that first month or something for him was kind of like a wash you know everyone knew it i feel like that was me coming into spring last year like i want to get out here but i'm moving slower um but now you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so Thanks. I appreciate you noting I, that. Um, it was a big deal oh, for yeah. me. A big change. I know it was. Um, 
especially being in year two of just starting seeds 2021 was the year two of me starting seeds indoors so now i'm upping that ante saying i'm starting more things because i'm planting more things you know earlier um and the real kicker is the cold to be quite frank yeah but yeah it's tough now i do want to i do want to make a statement and say that my goals from last year and the year before will continue to carry on Mm -hmm. each year so by me doing these goals, they become habits, and then I don't have to make them goals anymore. Come on, somebody. You better tell that. All right, all right, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't want people, well, he's done with his, you know, his soil and his other garden. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, super important. Well said. Is that all on your list? Did you keep it short and simple this year? Yeah, I kept it short and simple. Five items. I mean, these are pretty big items. But five they items are. that I feel like are achievable is a mixture of the different kinds of things. Um, yeah. So, you know, I feel good about it. How about you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm real good. Um, so we're not going to have a recipe today because this episode is going long. But we will be back with recipes next week. And... Um, check us out on all of our links, all that good stuff. I hope you enjoyed the program though. I hope you enjoyed us talking about our garden goals or, well, that came out weird, (laughs) but let us know what your goals are. Like if you have a top goal or something that you really want to do, I'd be super curious to know what you guys want to do in your gardens. How can you improve your space or whatever? And I'm, you know, I mean, you can tell us if you want to lose weight or, you know, stop cheating on your husband or whatever, but we're just worried about like gardening. But, um, you know, everybody be safe. I hope you had a good holiday season. Now it's time for the grind to kick in and get ready because soon we're going to be starting seeds. Whoop, whoop. So, <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. And, um, yeah, tell them something good, Batavia. We'll see ya. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.